right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today it's all about, well, lifting it up, man. We're talking getting muddy. What do you do the first second you see a truck? Think about how you can lift it. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. And how high can you go? How much tire can you get under it? And that just snowballs, man. Now you're talking about gearing and all kinds of other upgrades. You know, sidebars, you name it. Because where's it go from there, man? Out into the wild beyond, right? You know, having the, the Colorado Rockies as my backyard, man, I got to tell you, it is always, you know, there's always a place to go play. There's always, you know, a big community of off-road guys here. And man, I'm telling you, whether it's rock out crops, whether it's big climbs, whether it's mud, you know, there's a setup and a rig for every sort of terrain out there. And it's great because here you get a little dose of all of them. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what's the predominant kind of terrain that most guys are after is it rock crawling or is it just overlanding um you know trekking well for us you know like i'm a big rock crawler guy like you know big hard trails like independence and patriot that are you know kind of known all over the country as a real tough crawl real good you know sort of articulation type you know big big massive rocks and faces you got to climb whereas like you know something like moab you get all kinds of that terrain but also steep climbs things that are twist your your rig into a pretzel, you know, and places, you know, uh, devil's backbone where if you don't have 35, 37-inch tires, don't even look at it, you know? Yeah, Moab's kind of a whole planet of its own, man. I, uh, you've been out there a few times, I think, right? How, how far is that from Denver? Um, we've actually done, so I work for a radio station, my normal job. We've done trips where we've taken listeners out there and we'll just take a big caravan of off-road rigs and go out there and spend a weekend. You know, it's a few hours drive, four or five hours drive, but man, it is a blast. It is a, you know, a playland. Here we have sand dunes, which a lot of guys build rigs just for that. You know, and the big thing now is, you know, kind of how far you get to huck your truck, you know? I mean, that is kind of taking over what people are looking for when they're they're building trucks is, hey, man, can I jump it? Oh, it's it's so much fun. Like the the thing to do, you know, evolves. And, and it's all the things that you can do with your truck, your Jeep or whatever. But, you know, mud bog. How deep can I go in a mud bog? Right, right? Like, right. <laughs> how, how insane can I go up the side of a rock face, you know, rock yeah. crawling, you know, and then there's the dunes, right? It's like, and then there's the hucking it, you know, like there's so many different crazy things you can do with a Jeep truck or, you know, off-road vehicle like that, you know? 
Yeah, man, but one thing that runs true in all of those those builds is the suspension. Having a suspension that could handle just the abuse, you know, what you're putting it through. One that could absorb, one that has the dampening pro- you know, properties. of you, you think if you're hucking your truck, and I've got a motocross track in my backyard, and there's guys that have come out here and literally taken their trucks, and we've jumped them, you know, 25, 30 feet. And these are trucks you just get off the, the showroom floor, you know. These are brand new rigs, and guys are out jumping for them doing things you would never think of years ago but that's why suspensions and keeping up with today's trends of is always evolving yeah and, and like you said evolving i mean i think one of the series that uh, you and i both love is just unbelievably awesome is you know king of the hammers you know ultra four yeah. right and it's the combination of kind of like screaming across the desert like baja you know hucking it over hills high speeds but then all of a sudden coming down into some really complicated you know rock crawling scenarios you got your spotter you know you're you're crawling over and then it's flying across the desert again so it's kind of a combination of multiple worlds Uh, i'm not sure how much of the deep you know mud they're trying to get through but uh they got just about everything else on those courses yeah, man, I love it. And look, we gotta we gotta dive into a break. But when we come back, one of the companies that has been kind of on the forefront of that and those evolves that evolved that evolution that takes place in in what we want as a consumer. Because you would never think about hucking your truck, you know, five ten years ago. It just wasn't something you you would ever consider. Whereas nowadays, that's one of the main things people look at when they build their trucks and look for suspension upgrades. Yeah. So we've got Lonnie McCurry Jr. He's the president of Skyjacker. One of the top companies out there for, you know, basically lifting and off-roading, whether it's your Jeep, you know, whether it's any of the trucks that are out there. These guys are into all the domestics, and uh, we captured them at SEMA this year, 2019, right on the showroom floor. Uh, They had killer products, some killer builds. So I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll get Lonnie back on with us and uh, share some of that interview. All right, back after the break in the Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And today we're talking about off-road, man. We're talking about, like, if you want to press me with a truck, normally I would say it better be a food truck. But today, man, you bring in a jacked-up rig on 40s, rolling on, you know, something that could take any jump, any rock, any boater, any any huck. I love it, man. I start salivating. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't think there's any kid just learning what a car is that doesn't see kind of like that Bigfoot you know, that off-road truck, and just, it's like love at first sight, and it, I don't know, for I think most of us, it never goes away, and I think the ladies love them, you know, I remember like back in the, you know, 80s and 90s, like, to have an open-top Jeep with a dog, you know, just cruising around, like, that was cool. Your partner crime here has won a freestyle monster truck exhibition, like, I went head-to-head against one of the drivers in a freestyle competition, and won, so man, I talk about loving monster trucks, never leaving, (laughs) I'm going to Monster Jam next week, man. (laughs) yeah i'm addicted to it i love yeah there's there's a lot of love for trucks and especially jacked up ones big tires right with some mud splattered all over the sides you know maybe some gear in the back right you got your your buddy the dog and maybe another friend or the girl and you are out man you're escaping now we've got lonnie mccurry president of skyjacker 
uh, right at SEMA. And uh, I think we should roll right into, uh, you know, some of our interview with him because this is going to be a wild ride talking about overlanding, crawling, treks and adventures and everything that goes underneath Jeeps and trucks to get them jacked up and do the things that we want to go do. All that crazy stuff. I got to be honest, there is a 99.999999% chance you listening have wanted an off-road vehicle to march over traffic, march through any detour. Like, I don't feel like a detour today. I want to go straight. I don't care what's in front of me. You know, I'm going to be able to climb buildings and, and rocks and, and whatever's in front of me in a single bound. And that's why we're, well, we're at Skyjacker. My man Lonnie from Skyjacker. Lonnie, hey, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for taking some time. But wow, do you guys have a lot of cool stuff um, in and around your booth. Just looking around, man, there's everything from, you know, I see a Hellcat-powered Jeep behind me. I see a really, really cool international old Scout. So, man, you got some really cool flair. But what's new in the world of Skyjacker? Well, the biggest thing for us has been the new Jeep Gladiator. We've been out wheeling this thing a lot, put a lot of miles on it. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun in it. We didn't just build it for show. We built it for go. How, so. how is it for you for them to bring back such an iconic vehicle like uh, i just built a gladiator a couple years ago and i saw that this release and everything they're doing with that vehicle and i'm like wow man kind of cool that you know we we built one a couple years ago and it looks mean looks wicked it's on like 38s you see these today and there's a lot of retro a lot of little flares from back in the day on the new jeep gladiators yeah absolutely it's it's really cool to see a lot of the old flare still in a new production pickup truck it's been over 30 years since we've seen a jeep pickup truck yeah and for us you know a 45 year old company we built stuff for some of the original ones and then we had this huge gap right and it's like what, what the heck where's the truck go yep. you know well, and i'm thinking that none of those parts fit so <laughs> yeah. we probably had to start yeah. all over again re-engineer over and first people oh you just take it from a dodge ram Wrong. Wrong. That doesn't work either. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so you do. You start all over again, and it's a whole different concept today. What do you want to do with it? You know, with all this overlanding ideas, you know. Yeah. We don't want just overlanding. You want rock crawling. You want off-roading articulation, as well as the guys who's just going to drive it every day. Yeah, You know, man. down the road. You know, it, it, gone are the days because you know I'm into I'm into I'm from Colorado right got me a Jeep I got me a big rig it's you know Kingpin 60 up front 14 bolt in the rear you know the same recipe a lot of guys have for rock crawling you know it's on 40s it's locked front and rear you get all the good stuff in it um, when you see a Jeep Gladiator you see that truck a you, you feel like it's been missing it should have been out years ago B the four-wheel drive capabilities now i mean from from the factory are beast mode plus what you guys bring to the table in the forefront really allows these vehicles to go where you're, you're looking at an obstacle you're like no way am i going to climb that and sure enough man you get up and over it which has got to be wicked and badass for a new ride yeah it, it is and you know there's no other truck that can match what you can do with this truck and the name alone puts it out there gladiator exactly it's i like mean 300 it, movie. it is a cool name so i mean just the options are endless so that's the reason we started replacing the fenders going fab fours and we threw a hellcat in it we said it's got to be the most awesome thing we can do so yeah. that's when we put the 40s under it and dana 60s and just go 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 you know so there's no no stopping it so how much similarity and difference is there between the gladiator and the standard jeep as far as the, the suspension goes well really if you're sitting in the driver's seat it's really all jl from there forward 
So you, you wouldn't really know if you're sitting in a Wrangler or a Gladiator when you're in the driver's seat. So all everything underneath the front is a complete crossover. The rear is completely different from anything. It's yeah. not it's not a Ram pickup. It's it's there's nothing else like it. Would it so, be closer to Ram or would it be closer to Jeep? Closer or? closer to Ram. Okay. But there's nothing that was interchangeable. It, it's the concept is is like the Wrangler, but it's more like the pickup in theory, as far as the coil spring and load carrying capacities and that kind of thing. And 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 really, with it being a truck. That was the only limitation I saw when, when Jeep built it. They weren't thinking long travel and suspension like under a Wrangler. Uh-huh. The factory Wrangler gives you pretty good suspension droop, not under the pickup, because they're thinking load carrying, towing, they gotta meet sure, those right. restrictions. And so that was something we had to put a lot of work in to add that back to the truck design. So let's talk about that. What did you guys do to make it so off-road capable? And what is Skyjacker producing? Because, you know, a lot of people listen, whether it's a Jeep, whether it's a JK or a Silverado, you know. I I love the fact that people are taking their vehicles and putting them to the test nowadays. Yeah. Well, what what we're doing is we do a dual-stage, long-travel rear coil. So we we got the two stages that... The first stage is what allows to really droop out for off-road long travel. That second stage, we do a, a conical variable rate coil. So when you load, you know whether you're towing, hauling, or just highway driving, it's progressively increasing that spring rate before it hits that bump stop. So you're not getting that kickback off the bottom. Because if you do a, a single rate, like under a Wrangler, and you, you put 2,000 pounds oh, in you're this gonna thing, squash it. you're yeah. going to be sitting there bouncing off the bump stop. So we put a progressive rate coil to slow down and control that travel. But then we got that top rate of a bunch of coils sitting on each other that can expand out for the off rate. Nice. So we put them both all in one, one coil design. It's expensive, but it works. Yeah, and they've <laughs> yeah. got you know their display sitting up here jacked up on one corner. So you can see the articulation they've gotten out of the rear of this Gladiator truck. Now. My favorite part so far, it's got the Hellcat in there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was sold at Gladiator. I was sold again at jacked up with big old wheels, and then it's got a Hellcat motor in it. I'm like, all right, give me one of those. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, this thing is crazy fast. We took it up to America's Most Wanted 4x4, who's done a lot of these things. Yeah. It is crazy fast. Even with 40s and 60s, you know, so far the fastest we've had it at is 120. Yeah, you, wow. you know, and it was still only in six gear out of eight, and it was wow. still getting it. We just got a little nervous and got out of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, would you guys imagine a, a, a Jeep Gladiator pickup truck on 40s carrying all kinds of gear? Looks like it's ready to hit a trail, right? And it drags your ass in the eighth mile, takes you to Gapplebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, there's fantastic. no stopping this yeah, thing. Man. So uh, when when you look at Skyjacker, what they're doing, how Skyjacker changed from what it was back in the day because i got a funny so i bought this old nova back in the day had skyjacker air shocks in it i remember the little rabbit the sticker that was in the trunk of the car that i got for like 300 bucks i'm like look at that so how is skyjacker morphed transitioned with what people are doing with the rides nowadays well a lot of it has came with the progression of the industry you know we started back in the day with just the leaf springs it was just a very simple technology well now all these vehicles have the electronic stability control, all the sensors. And so we, we, we try to comply with what they call the FMVSS standards, the Federal Vehicle Safety Standards. And so we go out and do all the electronic testing to be sure we're not interfering with all the stability control of the vehicle. Nice. It's not required for us to do that, 
But we want to be sure that when you know somebody's wife or kids or, you know get the keys and they go drive and they don't have some accident somewhere. So the first thing we're doing is being sure it's safe on the highway. Right. Protecting the assets. We can well, all go have fun off-road. Yeah. yeah. And we all know that we all want to be off-road all the time. Yes. But, you know, most Jeeps, you know, to be real, are, you know, mall crawlers. Yes. Right. Hey, Walmart, so, hey, Walmart could be a tough place on a Saturday morning, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. you know, if your you know, daily commute is in your Jeep, man, you want to have that safety. Right. Well, and the first thing your teenager wants to borrow is the cool Jeep. Of Damn course, right. You know, and it, it would go out on a I'd date. I'd be upset if they didn't. Girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we want to be sure it's really safe. And 25, 30 years ago, we didn't have to worry about this. At least bring solid axle. Yeah. It's safe. But today, we got we got to be sure with all the safety laws and things. So what are you hitting the market with? What's new this year for you guys and people listening? You should know when it comes to off-roading, man, you want, you know, you want more travel. You want longer, you know, ball joints. You want more, you know, certain angles. Your approach angles are different. Your exit angles are different. You know, especially when you get into some real fun, hardcore wheeling. So what are you guys making for that enthusiast? We're, we're making a lot of replacement upper A-arms for the okay. trucks. Because there's a lot of truck stuff out there. And when they lift them, you're putting all the upper A-arm, the ball joints in them in a bind. Yeah. They're always blowing out ball joints. Yep. Every time you go to the alignment, well, you blew out the ball joint. So we're, we're building new A-arms that de- decrease the angles on the ball joints. And that way you can get the long service life back out of them. It also improves the ride, so you're not always right on the edge of the ball joint. Yeah, man. Why does that, why does that matter, Kev? Well, I mean, if you're you know, at the end of the travel, right? Yeah. You're just putting a huge you know, moment load or torque on that ball joint. I mean, it's not going to last very long, especially with the abuse you're going to do off-road, yeah. right? You hook this thing up some climbs or, you know, a couple of impacts and you bottom that ball joint out on its swivel right right right, right on that shank you see it all the time when guys yeah. lift their trucks they'll put a four inch lift on it not change the ball joints and they go you know go abuse it and what happens man they'll shear those ball joints off right at that shank on that ball part you know sitting their wheels sitting there kicked out in a world of trouble yeah i'm sorry a lot of these leveling kits the four inch lifts the ball joint is is, is almost max yeah at ride height so any wheel travel is constantly popping on that ball joint, and it, it, it's limiting your wheel travel, your ride quality, as well as just really wearing it out. It's a common mistake people make or forget when they're lifting their truck. It's cool to get a lift, right? Throw up four inches, get a bigger tire, all of a sudden, man, you're king of the road. However, if you really want to go abuse it and use it, man, there's some precautionary methods, you know, steps you need to take. One of them being, obviously, making sure that upper control arm, right, is is got the right angles, got the right length ball joints, and obviously, you guys addressing that. What else? Well, I tell you, for us, Jeep is still a focus of everything we're doing. We're, we've went back to the, a lot of the older model Jeeps, the TJs, the XJs, and offered these dual-rate, long-travel coil springs. So we hadn't forgot about you older guys, you know, because there's still a lot of those out there. We still have an XJ. In fact, we still have two XJs. Yeah. We love us. my favorite ride. My papa's got one. You know? no. yeah. Did he just call you an old guy? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm a papa now, you know, so, hey, you know, you know so we, we're still going back and doing that. And we, we've had a couple of requests here to show for the old TTB Fords can you build me a dual rate long travel coil spring like oh, these wow. Jeeps? And we're like, oh, well, yeah, why not? You know, they said, well, we're because those things, they're very affordable to pick those up and yeah. rebuild them. So we're going back now, next in 2020, and we'll be doing the long rate coils for those. He's so right, man. The addition of all those, you know, pivot points and making sure you get the right angles, man, is is just key when you're out there wheeling, man. 
Oh, it's not just jacking it up. It's jacking up and doing it right. Because you're going to go out there and beat yeah. on it. You're going to abuse it, right? That sucker's hey, got to hold together. Because who wants to be broken down on the side of a trail, right? In the middle of nowhere. Oh, I see that. See that all too many times, man. There's four-wheel drive life hack videos that are amazing how people, you know, scrambled something together to get out and get back, you know, back on a piece of pavement so they can get it fixed. But, hey, we got to take a quick break now. More with Lonnie in just a second on the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And, you know, Kevin, earlier in the podcast we were talking about you know, just the evolution of off-roading. Remember the days, man? I grew up in Kentucky. Like, mud and trucks were killer, man. That was that was it. Big old swamp buggies when I lived in Florida. And, you know, living in Colorado, it's a lot of rock crawling. But, wow, is it morphed into, you know, kind of like what Ford has to offer with the, the Raptor. Trucks that people can get into and feel like they got, like, a Baja suspension underneath it. I really feel like a lot of companies are moving in that direction, man. They've kind of changed the paradigm a little bit. Well, if you think about the horsepower gain, uh, you know, over the last you know five, ten years, you know, five maybe even, to kind of tighten it up a little bit, uh, you know, you'd think that they'd be just completely unwieldy. Like, who could drive around an eight hundred some horsepower, you know, Hellcat, Demon, or whatever? And <laughs> me, you know, me, 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 me. But the OEs have been able to do it in ways like with traction control, stability control, you know, all kinds of things that uh, you know let you kind of you know dive into that raw horsepower, but somehow. Make it manageable. I mean, think about 800 horsepower back in the day. I mean, something was like, blah, 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 blah. you know, you just maybe wouldn't idle for, for crap. Like just oh, no, all the terrible. issues and problems and braking and overheating. And, you know, I think in the off-road world, right, we could still see, right, just like you said, you know, the uh, the Raptor truck is a perfect example where you've got kind of a Baja-inspired vehicle that you could drive every single day. You could hand the keys to your wife, to your kids, or whatever. Not that you would, because it's yours, you know? But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think you could start to see a lot more of, you know, these vehicles that can do a lot more than just one thing, right? Yeah, man, and I love to see it. That's one of the great things about, again, going to SEMA, and that's where we caught up with Lonnie. Yeah, and we're going to dive into what he thinks, you know, is going to happen with, you know, the, the industry and the aftermarket. So check it out. All right, what do you see changing in the aftermarket in four-wheel drive? There's so many trucks, so many SUVs. Everything comes out now with all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive and this, these options. You see the whole automotive, you know, sort of all the new rides coming out, and they're all kind of going to that sort of platform. What's that mean for companies like you? You know, where, where, I, where I feel like it's going is people are wanting suspension wise they're wanting to start to simplify because they're they're starting to get occupied with what all gear can they put on their rig what all do they need the camping gear you know the, the tracks what all so they don't want to have to worry about all the tuning what what do i what do i have to do do i need to adjust this the compression the rebound the the rate they want to be able to bolt their tires and wheels the suspension lights right they, they want to be, put it on and forget about it because they need to be sure they got the dog you know, yeah. and, and don't don't leave the dog at home. You know, and and do they have the kerosene? Do they have their air? Do they have, you know? So we're we're starting to see people. They're not wanting quite as many options as what they wanted. They they want something they can bolt on. They don't have to service, maintain, warranty. They don't have to change it every three years. Give me something I can put on there and forget about. They don't expect much, do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want it. I want it now, and I want it to work. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everything we sell, we, we back with a lifetime warranty. 
Wow. And so that's really what we're about as, as a whole anyway. We, we don't want them to have to remember. Is that, is that is that normal in the industry or no, is that something kind no. of exclusive you got? That was something my dad, that was one of his original goals he wanted to have. It's like, I want to sell something that a guy never has to look at again wow. and never has to worry about, oh, it's been five years. That's why it's leaning on one side. Right, right. Time Valve shot, it. this, that, yeah, the other. Yeah, guy. so all of our coils and stuff like that are 100% preset and stress test. And so we don't, hmm. you know, you don't ever have to replace them. They're, they're done. It's just, if you ever have a problem, it's a lifetime warranty, we'll replace it. Man. You know, so All same right. with and, our shocks. And you guys offer, you know, obviously different kits, different, you know, applications for different vehicles. What are some of the newer vehicles you guys are kind of attacking? Do you do anything for, you know, the Rams, the GMCs, the Silverados? What do you have for those? We really do. We do it all. All the domestic vehicles. The next one we'll be working on will be the new 2020 GMC HD and Chevrolet okay. HDs. And that's the next one we're going to tackle because they just came out. So we, we try to jump on all the new platforms when they come out and uh sometimes we can be prepared before they're out if it's a company where we can get cad data sometimes we can get it through sema but a lot of the oes are starting to lock that down uh, ford's real good about getting you data ahead of time because they want they're engaged with the aftermarket yeah uh, jeep not so much because they have their own mopar aftermarket so they try to lock it down for them mm -hmm. But it all depends on the manufacturer. But you know the new uh, the new 2020 HDs. We'll be jumping on those when we get home. So. Good man, good. All right for for you being an off roader. You've been in this for decades, man. Mm -hmm. Give us your worst, most horrific terror story from wheeling. What's something that you? So there's a trail okay. in Colorado. They closed it down called Shortcut to Jamestown. It's got a rock outcrop where you could literally lean out your window and drop a bottle if you wanted to, 2,000 feet. Scary as all get out. It's death at one mile an hour is what we call it. Yeah. So for guys like me, that was probably the, the ultimate like terrifying moment. I know being a wheeling guy, you've got a few of those. Well, I, I have rolled more times than I can count on my <laughs> fingers, you know. But for me... About two years ago, we restored a 66 Bronco. I mean, it was full restoration. Big money. Very custom. And the first time we took it out, we were trying to enjoy the scenery. Beautiful time of year. We're up in the Northeast, the right time of year. And we're looking around. And next thing we know, we were on the side. We just we weren't even on an obstacle. We just, you know, it dropped off in a hole on the right side, hit a little rock on the left, and we rolled it. I mean, mm. it's... it's brand new i mean it it, it just it, it crushed our spirit more than anything yeah. at the time because we're like we just spent six months thousands of man hours all these dollars and it was before sema oh. you know and so we were we were like oh, i can't believe we did this you know and it, it, we just felt stupid i guess so for me i guess maybe it's more of a most embarrassing moment than, yeah, than the most terrible but that's well, the no, thing that's that terrible stands moment. out to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> been wheeling once and, and this is a good a good sort of method to bring up always have a spotter yes right because when you're wheeling regardless of where you're at a spotter is key case in point i was wheeling with a buddy i was spotting him he thought we were done with the obstacles said get in we'll go down to your truck and get yours up so i get in the passenger seat well his front wheel as he's backing up this big hill his front driver's side wheel falls into a water little where it eroded right the water came down the hill and eroded just a big enough to drop the wheel into well it's just enough angle that front driver's side pitches down and we go tumbling and i literally about four or five rolls i the toolbox another public safety thing 
I guess, message, strap everything in your vehicle yeah. down because the toolbox left a golf ball in my bald head. <laughs> it was like some out of a movie. Oh, man. So, yeah, man, you get those experiences, but you learn yeah. from them. You do. You move on. You always get a spotter. Strap your stuff, your gear down. Mm. And, uh, man, always wise to use great equipment. That's why we're talking yeah. to Skyjacker. Where do people Thank find you. you socially? Where do people find some of the new stuff, the new products, and so forth? Everything's just at Skyjacker. Okay. Keep it simple. Everywhere at Skyjacker or Skyjacker.com. So okay. Keep it simple. Lonnie, we really appreciate Thank your, your appreciate insight. You and appreciate you taking the time with us, man. Thanks. Enjoy the show. All right. Kevin Bird, Willie B, Two Guys Garage Podcast, man, live from SEMA. So crucial, Kevin. So crucial. Strap down everything in your rig and have a spotter. Are you kidding me, man? I learned less than the hard way. There's a lot of tough lessons in life to learn, man, I tell you. Yeah, man, my life has been a lot of trial and error, mostly error. (laughs) Have you ever had any, I don't know, four-wheel drive, like, nightmare stories? Well, yeah, actually, um, I've got a good one just because it's so unusual, at least from my perspective. Um, Back in college, my roommate had a Silverado truck jacked way up. I mean, the wheels were still too small because we were poor, but he had a jacked-up truck, and, um, you know, we came from, uh, you know, out the bar on the weekend and you know i ended up going to crash so him and another buddy went out and thought hey it'd be a great idea to go off-roading at two and two o'clock in the morning right so good idea yeah so i crash or whatever next morning i kind of get up all groggy and uh you know i'm like where's paul where's my buddy you know and next thing you know they come kind of you know strolling in at i don't know seven (laughs) eight o'clock in the morning i'm like dang that's a lot of rodent you know and it turns out they were uh, ripping around a dirt road, and there was a pine tree, probably about six in, in inches in diameter, and I guess it had been cut off. So it was just, you know, the the trunk, but it was cut off like a spear, and it still had the root ball. And I don't know if a, you know, bulldozer oh. or something had tipped it over. So here you got this giant spear, right, with a root ball planted straight into the ground, and they come railing around a turn, and this thing shot straight through the radiator, right? Ooh. It had to be like. 12 feet tall right straight through the radiator off the engine the fan shroud and somehow it hit the glass you know cracked all the windshield but just drove straight up you know parallel with the windshield and i mean they just came to a dead halt just boom you know it was like zeus it was like you guys are screwing around too much and he just grabs a tree like a thunderbolt you know like a lightning bolt and just (laughs) stabs right through the truck so of course the next morning we had to go out there and uh you know, extract said spear tree <laughs> and start to pieces. But I mean, from a picture standpoint, I have never seen just a spear, like a six inch diameter spear go through a truck before. It was pretty awesome. It's, it's, I say it all the time. It's not the acceleration that's going to get you. It's the sudden stop. Uh-huh. And they had a sudden <laughs> yeah. stop, my friend. Luckily, not yeah. with the pointy end of that thing, but, uh, you know, to their yeah. persons, but to the vehicle. Amen to that, man. So awesome stuff, man. We appreciate you guys following along on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Don't forget to check out our TV show every weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listing. The episode's also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is stupid cool. Thanks to our guest, Lonnie McCurry Jr. He's the president of Skyjacker. My man, Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B., our producer, Scoop, and executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, guys, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Tons of great content, a lot of footage from our shows. And share your thoughts with us on social because we are everywhere. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. A Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2020 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. There you go, man. Appreciate you guys joining along. See you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast.
Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.